25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone, and welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Inside the Ring Podcast Network. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And I'm in a weird venue this time. You are in a weird venue. I'm at work. On a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like having that weird thing for a number of reasons that I'm sure we'll talk about in the how are you portion of the show. But I am feeling perpetually stuck in that feeling of after you take a nap and you wake up and you're like, what year is it? What what dimension did I wake up in? Like what universe? What plane am I in? That's where I'm at and that's where I've been at. And so for me to be sitting here recording this podcast while sitting at my desk at work on a Saturday while it's light out, I feel like we never record this podcast while it's light out. That feels weird to me. Also, also we never record on weekends. That's weird to me. Um, Here we are recording on a Saturday afternoon while I'm at work. (laughs) Hey. You know, and he's yawning. <laughs> I listen. It's what happens. It's the gig right now. It's okay. But welcome in everybody. We've got a number of things to talk about, but some of the same old, same old, and and we'll talk about it all here. And uh, we're glad you're here, Laura. How are you doing on this Saturday afternoon as we're recording and Saturday evening as people are starting to listen? Um, how's your weekend been treating you so far? It's been okay. I was not super thrilled to wake up to like two inches of snow after yesterday. It was like pretty nice outside. Um, but it's already melting and it's supposed to be 60 degrees tomorrow. So, um, Ohio's just feeling real unsure of themselves right now and can't decide if it wants to be winter or if it wants to start being spring. But I did get to see my porch cat today. It wasn't too cold for um, Winston to come visit. Hasn't he been mad at you recently too? Like, wasn't he mad at you for a while? I think so because he wasn't coming around, but he stayed for like a couple hours today and there was another cat. A this new one, one, this one I haven't seen before. It was another long-haired, not the black one that I've seen before, but this one was like a coffee color, like black and brown. Damn. And it actually came up and like spent five minutes looking through my sliding glass doors. It's drama on these streets. Truly. Like feline drama. But in these streets. I was a little bit afraid of it because it didn't look like it was like sick or anything, but it just like was not the cutest cat. So not you ugly shaming a cat. You've seen Winston. Winston is adorable. Okay, sure. <laughs> this cat was just a little bit I don't love long haired cats. Probably a little bit matted. Yeah. I've been feeling like a matted cat for the week, so I don't know if I have much room to talk. I've been feeling like a matted cat for months now, so it's <laughs> fine. Like feeling like a ragamuffin. Um, but that, yeah. what a, that should be, let's rename this hockey team. Ragamuffin? The Columbus Ragamuffins. <laughs> it makes sense, truly. 
I don't know. Um, it, it has a ring to it. It does. Um, but yeah, so my Saturday plans got canceled and, you know, went to the game last night with Megan and Reese and the company was great. The hockey was not, uh, but we'll get into that. And yeah, it's a, officially a week till my birthday. Wow. Uh, it's like almost birthday week. Get excited. It's very exciting. It's a big time. Laura is a middle child. I feel like we've talked about this on the show, but if you're new here in the last year, Laura is a middle child, so the birthday matters. It does. So I am my mom's only child, and so therefore I am a spoiled brat. So I birthdays don't mean as much, and then for other reasons, they don't matter as much to me. But March 2nd, you better believe <laughs> it's Laura Day. So I should also say that your birthday matters probably more to me than this is true. Yeah, my, my birthday matters to other people a lot more than it matters to me for sure. But yes, mark your calendars, listeners. March second, wish Laura a happy birthday challenge. Oh, we're gonna record another episode before then. So I know, but I have to get them ready now. Oh, like, you're prepping. You're have prepping. you met our listeners? Like I think they need a nudge. Oh, that's they true. Need, like a little bit of a prompting, and then I think they need a nudge. It's okay. Um, but how are you doing? Well, tired. Tired is really key. I. It's funny. We were part of the reason we're recording this on Saturday afternoon as opposed to Friday evening. We were supposed to record after the game on Friday. Uh, Laura did, like she mentioned, go to the game. But I, I fell asleep in the middle of the third period. I was listening to the game because it was on NHL Network. And so I couldn't watch it. And so I think that was part of it. I So I wasn't like watching. I was laying in my bed listening to the game. So I conked out and I was a lost cause. You did revive at some point though, because I texted you did. You. Well, you didn't, did you text me or did you just like my text that I was on my way home? I might've just liked your text. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but you're right. I did give you some sign of life, but I, there, it really was a false sign of life. I was dead. I was dead to the world. I was asleep. And I have been doing that this week. Like nobody's business. It's been a week where I haven't really had a lot of like evening programs for the most part. And so I have been coming home and I like have fallen asleep before 10, like three times. That's true. And I only like, mildly thought that he was not with this world last night. <laughs> and like the way that I'm sleeping, like I could sleep, like sometimes I'm worried that I'm not with the world anymore because I am like sleeping hard. So like, I don't know what's up. I'm hoping it's not medical. <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> hoping it's just that I'm burning the candle at both ends because I'm at work because I like had an event this morning that like this morning afternoon and then have, you know, a program later tonight and so that's why i'm still here right like so burning the candle at both ends is an understatement for sure but um so i'm tired uh and you know i'm just like baffled by like my job has been like both parts it's been like the spectrum of the work that i do right like from um i was showing laura but she was not as amused but i was showing laura a coloring page that i did today at work uh, for a fair that my students were doing for like a philanthropy fair for the um, Greek um, philanthropies that they oversee. Um, it's a siblings and um, like kids weekend here at Grand Valley. And so, you know, they were doing some different like carnival games, things like that. And so one of the things that they did was a coloring page. And so I was like doing the coloring page and I was like, this 
the dichotomy of the work that I do between like conduct related things and coloring pages is crazy. It's true. <laughs> that was just like one of those moments where I was like, this work will never cease to amaze me. But I digress. I digress because I get to go to an event tonight. That'll be a lot of fun. And so generally speaking, I'm doing pretty well. I think I'm just like ready for spring break, which I get to come home for spring break, which is fun. And that'll be your birthday week slash weekend of activity. So that'll be a good time. I know we've got some hockey plans during that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Next week should be good. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to hang in there. So that way I can the light at the end of the tunnel. And my therapist tells me I do too often. She's like, you always are looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. And you do that often to the point where I'm wondering if the if you're ever actually getting to the end of any light or any any tunnels. Or is it a real like, light or is it just like a point in the middle of the tunnel that has a light in it? It's like this like optical illusion I've created for myself to make myself believe that like things are going to get better. Or it's like you're wearing a headlamp, but you don't realize it. And so you're Which, actually just honestly wearing my, your own light at the end of the tunnel. That might be a metaphor for the Columbus Blue Jackets, like if we're honest. Oh, God. Like, could we be frank? Yes, because I I want to share my theory yeah. now that we're ha- talking hockey talk. Um, so I have a theory that I thought about today while I didn't have any plans. And I think that the reason, so we haven't won games consecutively since November, which is pathetic. It's just so sad. We've lost games consecutively. We can do that. But I think that the reason why it's so hard to be a fan this season is because they can't be consistently bad. Like, if they were just 100% bad all the time, it would be easier. But it's these, like, shining moments where you know, we go on the California road trip and we end up coming back, you know, two and one. But the one was real painful. Like, and the two that we won, you know, we give up a four goal lead and in Anaheim, yes, in Anaheim, we give up a four four goal lead, you know, play a terrible, terrible second period And then come back and score three goals in a row. Like, it's just the fact that they can't even be good at being bad. And I think that that's why it's so frustrating. And also, as I was telling you before this, like, I truly feel like Blue Jackets fans have like a form, and us included, have a form of Stockholm Syndrome. Because for a team that is terrible... We have sold out the last 11 home games. Like, and last night was another record attendance for the Buffalo game. And there weren't even that many Buffalo fans there. Like, in comparison of other teams that traveled to Columbus, like, there were not a lot of Buffalo fans there. Well, and, and Buffalo fans, at least, uh, I feel like, have always traveled pretty well to Columbus, like, frankly. So I, for there not to be a ton of Buffalo fans in the building, like, that feels even, like, a more encouraging sign. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about this before. It's always around this time of year when, you know, what, you know, another thing that helps is that Ohio State men's basketball is 
cheeks this year. And the and the good thing is is that people would absolutely rather watch Ohio State men's basketball be or no, excuse me, would much rather watch the Columbus Blue Jackets play than watch shitty Ohio State men's basketball. Although the women's basketball team is like second in the nation. Like they're like probably gonna like be fighting for a national championship. But um so definitely go check out the women's basketball team, but I digress. Um shocking that the women's teams are doing better than the men's teams at Ohio State. That's never happened before. But um never at all. Not I've in never hockey, heard. not in all no, other no, sports. Never heard of it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean yeah, it's just been you're right though. Like it's just it's so up and down all the time. And even when they're bad, they're um <laughs> even when they're bad, they're um not consistently bad and vice versa, even when they're good, they're not consistently good. And that Anaheim game was, I think, like the epitome of the year. And I think, like, thank God that they found a way to win it. Because that's the kind of game that, frankly, like, they've lost over the course of the season. And you can hear it now, right? I mean, like, what do you say, like, after that game happens if you lose? Like, now, like, what what do you do? (laughs) can't give up you can't do that again right like you can't get back into the sling of that thing especially once you've started to say the whole like oh well we've gotten we've corrected this like because there have been a number of times over the course of the last like couple of weeks with the media circuit after firing Yarmel that people have said like well like one of the things that we've addressed and you can see it on the ice is that we've fixed our third periods we fixed our this (laughs) well when the second period you take an absolute shit and you (laughs) piss away you know what I mean like that like obviously like wouldn't apply to that effect right like i don't know it's thank god they they want it right because that would have been an insufferable insufferable thing to wake up to i think if you were a blue jackets fan uh, because uh i just had to hold back on again because reminder i am so tired guess who didn't stay up for any of these west coast games everybody well, I stayed up for Anaheim. I didn't yes. say it for the other ones. But. Correct. But yeah, so I was out of commission for Anaheim. So I woke up and I it was almost comical to see the like notifications on my phone from the NHL app with the goals. And it was like 4 nothing Columbus. I was like, oh, sweet. And it was like 4-1-4-2-4-3-4-4. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, for sure. And then I was like, five. I was like, okay, okay. They figured it out, thank God. Because, again, I was I was going to run straight to Twitter if, if it were not figured out in the third period. Yeah, it was chaotic. Like, it just – they did so well in the first period of that game. Obviously, like, scoring four goals – is unheard of most of the time when it comes to the Blue Jackets in a single period. Um, And they just, like, they just played really well, and Terry was playing really well. And then we get into the second period, and shit just, like, as it has, but, like, they just completely lost any sense of what they were doing. And that can most easily, now granted, it was an accident, but in the early parts of the second period, Adam Boquist gets hit by another by a Ducks player. And in that process, his stick goes up in the air and Terry was standing close enough to him that the stick went under his goalie like mask and hit him in the eye. Like just a freak 
accident, like went through the bars straight into Terry's eye. Like it was scary because, you know, anything could have happened in that moment. And Terry immediately went down. And of course they scored on this occasion. This was when they started, when the ducks started making their comeback. And it was, you know, you can say what you will about how the NHL handles on ice injuries and like how stoppage and play doesn't, you know, especially for a goalie, but such as life, but yeah, it was really scary. Like as soon as play was called, or the goal was scored, he immediately went off the ice, like, and immediately down the tunnel. Poor Adam Boquist felt so terribly. And thank God Terry was okay. But, of course, Elvis comes out in the second period in relief. Ice cold, like, has not, and the and the team just shits the bed. And he, let, like, and they, you know, score two more goals. And, which are just, of course, like, just add fuel to the Elvis haters fire. Like when it's fine, we won't get into it, but miraculously Terry is fine and comes back out for the third period, which I was shocked. I didn't think he'd come back out, but he came back out was an all-star. And for some magical reason, they got their shit together again and scored three goals in a row. Like it just, was such chaos. That's why I couldn't go to bed. I wasn't planning on watching the entire game. I was only planning on watching like the first period, but then I was like, Oh, they played really well in the first period. Like, let me see. And then it was a garbage fire. And I was like, Oh God, I got to see if they lose this like 10, four. So. Well, and I mean, like this is in no way, shape or form me saying this to discredit Elvis. Right. But I almost wonder, like, how much Terry coming back into that game, like, how much that changes your, like, level of play in the third period if you're the Blue Jackets. I think probably a lot, right? You mean wanting to play for him? Because, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, like, and maybe no, I'm wrong. No, that I totally make – that totally like, makes sense. And so maybe that honestly, like, is that, like – starter that they needed like in terms of that fuel to the fire but um yeah they find a way to get it done which is again like something that they just haven't necessarily found a way to do over the course of the season so kudos to them for again finding a way to do it against an Anaheim team that has struggled this year uh the same way that the Blue Jackets have you know they're in a similar position where they lost their all-star rookie to an injury uh and you know that was a bummer for the, their season and, and we're there with them now. But, you know, I, man, it just, yesterday's game, man, I think the thing about it, and I say yesterday's game as we record this on Saturday, so we're talking about Friday at this point. Obviously, Laura, you were there, so you could probably talk about this much better than I could. Um, well, first of all, welcome back, Eric Robinson. It was a very lovely video. Did they do it? Was it nice? Yeah. How, how did people respond? Were people like cordial? They, everyone, I mean, he got a really nice reception. Everyone st- stood up and he was very um, moved by it. Like he was on the bench and he, he did a lot of waving and you could tell that it meant a lot to him to have that done. Because, I mean, he spent a lot of time here and you know, it was kind of abrupt that we traded him to Buffalo. Um, 
but it was very, very nice. And everyone, yeah, there was no, no ill will. Um, especially cause it's like, um, we were talking about, we were like, we haven't really heard it. We, about anything about Robbie playing in Buffalo because he's kind of playing the same way that he played here in Columbus. Like it's not anything to write home about. Like it's helpful, but it's not, you know, he's incredible not or lighting amazing. up the score sheet. He's not somebody who's going to like, just absolutely like tear it up. Right. And so, you know, you just kind of don't think about it. Plus it's the last time we're playing Buffalo this season. So, or that we were playing Buffalo this season and, um, but yeah, it was really nice. Uh, and it was nice to see him back. Uh, kind of weird to see him in a Buffalo sweater, but you know, such is life. Yeah. And we'll talk about some, some weird people in weird jerseys here coming up soon. But, um, Laura, I think the thing about this game that, it, you know, it just sucks is that, I mean, again, this is, something that is going to get sorted out over the course of the next season or so is that like, you don't really know who is the goalie of the future necessarily in Columbus. And honestly, you wish that the Jackets could have found a way to win this game against Buffalo because Daniel Tarasov played really well too. Um, you know, it was honestly, it seemed like it was a battle of the goaltenders. Ukepeka Lukanen played really well for Buffalo. And frankly, I just wanted to say his name, um, <laughs> but Terry played really well as, as well right i mean like mm-hmm. he he gave up too but a 946 save percentage you know he was getting tested and he stood tall for the most part you know the jackets played pretty well didn't give up a power play goal which is something that they've struggled with over the course of the last few months i mean like they've been leaky on the power play for sure or i should say on the penalty kill and so you know they get outshot 37 to 26 in this game but you know they kept it competitive and you know, again, maybe even boring at times, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe that's what they again have to do. Like maybe it's what we've talked about. Like maybe that's like the style of play that this team plays when they're playing Pascal Vincent hockey, right? I mean, yes, I think that that they just as well as they did on paper, I will say that like watching it, (laughs) watching it physically, there was a lot of like a lot of issues like yesterday. Oh God. It was Damon Severson. And I think it was Erica Branson. So it was Damon. They ran into each other, like smack into each other. And it was just kind of one of those like stupid, like, what are you doing? And there were some really, there are a couple really egregious turnovers that just want, like, want to make, want to make you, make you want to shake they your fist. They want to make you. <laughs> make you want to shake your fist because you're just like, why? And they had a really, really, really hard time with puck possession. Yes, last night. It was like pulling teeth to get them to spend any time like down in Buffalo zone. And they just could not hold on to the puck. And when they did, they were doing that thing again, which is pretty classic Blue Jackets, regardless of who the coach is, where they play hot potato and like no one shoots the puck where they just pass it back and forth. And they were giving up opportunities to actually shoot the puck in order to pass it like there were 
a lot of really good opportunities last night where they could have scored a goal or at least shot the puck on net. And it was, it didn't happen because the person instead or the player instead chose to pass it. And I don't understand this mentality, like where they just play. I understand like setting up shots and all that sort of stuff. Like I'm not ignorant to that, but the amount of times that they pass back and forth before they actually shoot the puck is getting kind of ridiculous. Um, but I will say too, we had a couple like really good shots that hit the crossbar that looked like goals. Uh, one of which was actually like celebrated. You said on the radio and yeah, Bob McGilligan called it like it was a goal. <laughs> like, I mean, like he like dead ass, like went straight in and he's, he like did his whole, like he didn't get it. He didn't do the whole like tagline thing. He mm-hmm. didn't get that far into it, but he, he called it as if it was a goal. Yeah. And it, I mean, it looked like it could have been, but when you see like the direct replay, it literally skims the underside of the crossbar and then pops back out. Like it was ridiculous how it just needed to go like a centimeter further to get past that like middle lip of the crossbar and it would have gone in. But we had a couple of those and it just, it kind of gassed them a little bit to not get those. And there were so many penalties so many penalties yeah like there were at least i don't have it pulled up but there were at least six or seven in the first period alone between the two teams like it just and buffalo megan and i both agreed a bit and i think reese too buffalo were being so whiny and dramatic last night Like, they just were whining about every single call or every single stoppage in play. And you're like, come on. Like, you're being ridiculous. Like, it's okay. God. But, yeah. Um, Four in the first, three in the second, and one in the third. But it looks like the one in the third, like, happened at the very end of the game. Yes. But yeah, it just, they, it was on paper. There were some things that were okay, but in person, it was kind of a hot mess express. All right, Laura. Now, obviously we got on talking about the hot mess that has been on the ice over the course of the last, you know, week or so. But Laura, you know, there's been a little bit of a hot mess off the ice too with, you know, the front office. You've had the the changes with Yarmo being ready to his duties and, John Davidson and the rest of the front office kind of taking on some of those managerial duties. And, uh, you know, one of the first things they do, Laura, is they break your heart. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> and they trade Emil Bemstrom to the Pittsburgh Penguins of all people. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. It feels like it, right? Like, I mean, like, that, like, didn't really feel like it was written anywhere, right? Like, I mean, like, I think, like, obviously, you knew that the Blue Jackets were trying to. And, I mean, like, the fact that this guy, there's something to be said about this, right? Like, um, I I guess we should say the return on that is Alex Nylander, who is in, I would say, like, an arguably similar position to Emil Lundstrom, like, a player who 
you could argue maybe is like a little bit further in this journey than him in the sense that like this is his third team now. He's kind of been a player that like I think he was drafted eighth overall. Like so he had a higher yeah. upside. Uh, just hasn't necessarily found his way into the NHL. But nevertheless, you've got him. But then you've got this sixth round pick that's a conditional pick in 2026 that will become a third round pick if Emil Bemstrom scores six goals. Now, everybody was talking all this shit about a goal that Emil Bemstrom scored against the Pittsburgh Penguins last year that maybe cost or would have cost the Blue Jackets Connor Bedard. It ultimately really didn't. We uh, we know that now, right? But, um, you know, it would be nice if he could do us a solid and score <laughs> himself six goals and get us a third-round pick. Because here's the craziest part about this whole thing. You know, the Blue Jackets, they put him on waivers twice this year, and nobody took him for free. And the first thing that John Davidson does is trades Emil Bemstrom and gets two assets back. You can argue about the quality of an asset like Alex Nylander. If anything, it's just maybe an attempt to do what you're doing for Emil Bemstrom, and that's give him a chance to see if it works out. Uh, I mean, like given the injuries that we've got and given the lack of depth we've got and all that other kind of stuff, like he's going to play. But then you've got obviously that draft capital. If it Mm -hmm. evolves, great. Um, John Davidson turns it into that, right? So good on him. What's your what's your initial reaction other than initial heartbreak for Emil Bemstrom no longer being a Columbus Blue Jacket? Oh, it was not hot heartbreak, you jerk. <laughs> I am so excited. This has been a day that I've been waiting for. And it's not because I don't think he's a good person. I just have been tired of this experiment of trying to see if he'd live up to the potential that we we're sort of told about when he came over from Europe. And, you know, like we said a few weeks ago, he excels in the AHL and that is not a problem. Like some guys just play better in the AHL. And I, like I said to you, uh, when they traded him, I don't know that he's going to, he's going to play in Pittsburgh. I think he'll play for their AHL affiliate. Um, But maybe I'm wrong. And I don't know if I think he has to score the six goals with the Penguins. Like he can't. Um, right. That's how I understand it too. But I just, the experiment went on like two seasons too long. And it was just frustrating. Like you said, like we put him on waivers twice. Nobody picked him up. You know, I don't know what magic John Davidson did this time around to actually get someone to outright trade for him. But, you know, here we are. And I wish him the best of luck. I thought it was kind of hilarious that they literally touched down from California and they were like, bye. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's an interesting situation. Um, and, you know, again, like you said, the most important part of this trade is that potential third round pick in 2026. Um, do I think Emil Bemstrom will only score five goals just out of spite? Yes. Will I be very excited if he does score six goals? Absolutely. And if he wants to score some of those goals against us, that's fine. Like, (laughs) you know, it's totally fine if it makes us get that third round pick in 2026. Um, because I think that that is a pretty decent deal for him. You know, we didn't retain any of his salary. Um, you know, we got, maybe we'll, we will be maybe the fourth times the charm with Alex Nylander and 
we will be the place that he flourishes. Who knows? But yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and the like social media world erupted um, a little bit because we just, nobody saw it coming. And it's going to be interesting now that we're, you know, essentially two weeks out from the trade deadline. Um, is JD and the rest of the front office, are they going to do some more things in the next two weeks um, that maybe were stalled under Yarmo's tutelage or weren't even options or, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's going to be interesting to see what rolls out up until March 8th, but we Agreed. wish Femmer all the, all the best. It sucks that he went to the penguins because we don't like the penguins, but I, well, and that's like the worst part about this to me in a lot of ways is like, if it works, like, right, like, if there's a team that's going to capitalize on the talents of Emil Bemstrom, now it's going to be the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. Like, that sucks. Like, I hope that yeah. that's not the case. Like, that's what I'm really hoping. Like, now I'm like, oh, I kind of don't want him to hit in the NHL. Like, if he would have gotten traded to, like, the Dallas Stars. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, no offense. I know, like, our friend Morgan is a big Dallas Stars fan. Like, but I don't care about the Dallas Stars in that sense. Like, I could care. Like, I, like, I want them to be, like that would be fine. Like their success would not bring me disdain. Whereas like the penguin success brings me like deep, deep pain. And so I don't want that in my soul. So I don't yes. want that for Mel Bamstrom now. Right. So like, therefore I don't want a success for him, which is terrible. But uh, for what it's worth, they do play three more times this season, which is crazy. And I also am no longer looking forward to these three games, but March, yeah. March 5th, Oh, that's soon. That's sooner than I thought it was. They're all in March. Oh, that sucks. March 28th and March 30th. So what I'm saying is, JD, I will sign a PTO <laughs> and I will be a goalie for three games. And I will let Emil Bemstrom do whatever he needs to do. He'll probably do it after one game. Let's tell the truth. That's true. All sorts of records will be set he gets, in that game. He gets a double hat trick just in this first Him time. Him and everybody thing. else. <laughs> at what point would it become embarrassing? Pretty quickly. I mean, I love you, but pretty it's quickly. It's really kind. It would be it would be really quickly. Really, really quickly. But hey, but, anything for that third round pick. <laughs> hey, I would sacrifice myself for it for sure. Like no questions asked. No questions asked at all. But, okay. So, next topic. Confirmed. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, so, it's actually happening for sure, for sure. Confirmed 100%. So, the NHL announced it, and the Columbus Blue Jackets have announced it. Everybody who is everybody has announced it, that the Columbus Blue Jackets will host a, a stadium series matchup against the Detroit Red Wings on March 1st, 2025 which is crazy to think that that is only a year away because 2025 seems like a year of the future, but <laughs> it is in fact next year. And it is the year that hockey finally heads outdoors in Columbus. Obviously it has happened to our friends up North in Cleveland who had much success. Well, to some degree 
uh, it would have been more successful if it would have happened when it was supposed to happen. But yeah, well, so we'll see. We'll see what happens now because uh, I I do think that these stadium series games, some of them have been happening during the day. So we'll see what happens daytime in March in Columbus, Ohio. Can can be a testy one, but I, I mean, like we don't have anything like crafty to add to this that other people haven't. We're not like some sort of meteorologist that can pull out a farmer's almanac about March 1st, 2025 and tell you what it's going to look like. But yeah, no, I mean, they're, they understood the, like the gamble that they were taking, picking a weekend in March in Ohio. Like, I mean, it's still February right now, but like clearly yesterday was like 55 degrees and today it's 32 and there's two and a half inches of snow outside. So like, it's really anyone's guess what it'll be like a year from now in the shoe. But I do feel like since this is an NHL like event that they're going to have like the tools and the necessary electrical power to keep a rink frozen. um, Should it be a balmy like 65 degrees in Columbus? Um, But It is very exciting. There are some like naysayers in the social media world that are like, a stadium series in Columbus is going to be boring. Fuck you. (laughs) Just a period. (laughs) Yeah, just fuck you. Like, yeah, just let us have this. Let us have this. Let us fill the shoe. It's going to be great. And... Yes, it'll probably be football themed and I'll have to get over that, but it's going to be such a like achievement and I'm going to be so excited to be there because we're finally getting, you know, we're just finally getting recognized in this way. And it's just going to be so cool. Like there's so many activities and things that happen around a stadium series and I'm just excited. Yeah. It's going to be a busy period of time. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's truly going to be reminiscent. I think in some ways of when Columbus hosted the all-star game. And I mean, like that was the start of when Columbus hosted that outdoor rink in the McPherson commons there for a while uh, and they no longer do that, but that happened for a few years thereafter. Like, I think there's going to be a big community push for a lot of events, and I can't wait to see, you know, what kind of things we can be involved in. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, I'm, I, I think that they're going to play, I think that they're going to do right by the Blue Jackets and Red Wings here, and I think that they're going to avoid the football thing. I think they will. That's like my cautious optimism. <laughs> Well, it does sort of help that both the men's and women's team actually can't play that we, weekend. Well, we know for a fact that like that there's not going to be the element of at least because like the Michigan like there is never going to be the potential of the Michigan because Michigan women there's not Michigan women's hockey team. Believe it or not, there's not a Michigan women's hockey team in the state of Michigan. Like there's not a women's hockey team in the state of Michigan. Um, oh, interesting. Fascinating, right? But um, everything is club team or like like mm. nothing to play but yeah so we know that that's not going to happen and so i feel like that element being taken out of it like you're taking the schools out of it in that regard like my hope is that that keeps them out of it in all regards like fingers i mean crossed. they are gonna play up the whole ohio versus michigan as far as like the states are considered 
So like that's just to draw people, I think. Um, but I think just in general, a lot of people, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of ex-Ohioans that live like all over the country and in the world that will come back to see something like this in the shoe because they're, you know, they're Ohio State fans. So they'll obviously want to be in the shoe. Um, and I just think it'll be, it'll be an easy place for people to fly into like, and probably fairly inexpensively. I will say though, um, if you are planning to come in, start looking at lodging and accommodation things now, because I'm almost a hundred percent sure that that's the same weekend as the Arnold classic. Oh God, that'll suck. Yeah. So things are going to get real complicated um, in the city of Columbus, but it's going to be great. Maybe Arnold will throw out the, the puck. Maybe that'd be fun. Cause we don't, they haven't announced a theme yet. No. So. Yeah. And that'll be interesting. Well, and here's the fascinating part. Now, obviously this is happening in Columbus. So like you obviously like play to the home, everything, but the Ohio versus Michigan thing, thing I should say like is not really a thing in Michigan like at least in the part of Michigan that I live in like I, it definitely is around Michigan like the University of Michigan Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor yeah like Detroit but yeah it's really not a thing like on this side like so it's such a fascinating thing to live on the side of the state and like not really like have to deal with it well yeah because even like when we go up to Traverse City which is closer to the like UP yeah um they sell like Ohio things in the stores because they know, they know people are traveling up there. Yeah. And they're, it's all like po- the positive things. There's no things like Ohio sucks or like whatever. It's a very, it's mostly just the East side of Michigan, I think. So the border part that Michigan's actually like three different States to be frank. It is truly it's like the upper peninsula, the West side and the East side. It's a good time, Michigan. Welcome to Michigan in geography. The months Jeremy that don't Lauren. have snow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Again, it's going to be uh, my birthday weekend, that weekend. <laughs> you luck out. So you have such a good birthday weekend. I know. Really for hockey. I've had some good yeah. hockey things happen on my birthday. So I'm excited for that. And I'll start saving now to get one of the special jerseys yeah. yeah no me too definitely want one of those the first fanatics one so i mean obviously like there will be the outdoor series or like the um the winter classic will be the first outdoor game um and that'll be between you know chicago and st louis so they'll get the first like special outdoor uh jerseys by fanatics but the first stadium series fanatics jerseys will be blue jackets and red wings jerseys so and hopefully we don't have the same problems that uh major league baseball has been having with their uniforms <sighs> i'm just nervous them pants are real see-through <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> so but granted hockey players wear, wear a lot more stuff underneath their pants so than baseball players do so this is true yeah that that's very it won't true. really it wouldn't really be an issue for hockey players but no, no doubt. yeah it's exciting i'm excited i'm excited to see what things like you said what things we could potentially get involved in um and yeah it's just going to be a good thing for the team and for the city and 
you know, for fans. We've waited so long to just be in an outdoor game, let mm-hmm. alone host one. So, yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited for that week and that weekend to just be about the hockey in Columbus. I mean, like, I know for a lot of people, there's just been so much noise around this hockey team over the course of the last like year or so, if not longer, right? And all the things that, come with that and so to have something where we know that we can look forward to it's just going to be celebratory like there's no way to know whether or not that hockey is going to matter for at least one of those two teams in march of 2025 like if i were a betting man i would say that you know i don't know that we're fighting for a playoff spot in march of 2025 i'm hoping that we are like don't get me wrong like i'm not like sitting here saying that i think we're going to be like in this spot next year but um you know, you could argue that Pittsburgh or no, excuse me, Detroit should definitely be in the spot of fighting for a playoff spot. So, you know, it could be a competitive game. Like, so it should be all about the hockey. It should be all about the fanfare there. Um, I'm just really excited to see what that can turn into and, you know, just to see it all. Uh, and I think a lot of people are going to be in for a treat. I mean, you're going to, we're going to fit over a hundred thousand people into the shoe to watch the Columbus Blue Jackets play hockey. Like that's, that's a it cool is crazy. Thing. It's absolutely crazy. It and I'm so chills. excited yeah, to see like, it's it. It's crazy. It's just crazy to even begin to think about. Like to hear like any of our chants like in the shoe like that would be crazy. To hear the cannon go off. Oh my God. It's going to be so awesome. I'm wondering like where they're going to put it. Oh. I'm assuming they might like build something for it and like put it on. I would the field. assume, yeah, I would assume that they would build a platform for it. Yeah, um, and you know that it would be sort of like ever present, like in one of the corners. So yeah. I don't know how far away it needs to be, like from everything to like not be yeah. a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But there are smarter people that are handling those plans. But... Real cannonballs. <laughs> yeah that would be we already find those underneath buildings and things when they do construction in ohio hope for the best <laughs> duck but no it's gonna be awesome and yeah i will say that if you get if you become a new or renew your season tickets for the blue jackets you do get priority um, when it comes to purchasing tickets for the outdoor game, um, they are not included because it's an NHL sanctioned event. It is not a Blue Jackets only situation, so they do not come included, but you will get priority if that's a bonus to becoming a season ticket holder. Which honestly it might be because if these hit resale, you might be paying a pretty penny. That is true. And then you get to go to more Blue Jackets games and who isn't happy about that? Right, like especially next year, I think the, the results could be better than this year. We can only hope. I hope, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you? What are you hopeful for? I mean, obviously, like technically speaking, like the entire uniform could be different next year with Fanatics being the new uniform provider and all that kind of stuff. But let's like assume just for shits and gigs that like the uniform doesn't really change much aside from like maybe just like tweaking some minor things. Um, what are you hoping that the um, the stadium series jersey and the uniform kind of looks like? Like, what are you hoping they pay homage to? What are you hoping that everything kind of looks like? Well, I was talking about this with, um, I think, Megan. 
Um, Cause we were talking about potential themes like outside of course of Ohio versus Michigan. And well, because, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this one parks. This last one, the one that they did in New York. In New York. Um, I think so. I think it was parks. Yeah. Cause it was like very naturey. Yeah. And so I'm like, Okay, like thinking about that and like thinking about like Columbus and Detroit, like I'm thinking about like what is the like, well, like there? I would, I mean, obviously it would be super cool if we could do something to honor the history of hockey in Columbus, but you can't really do that with the Red Wings because the Red Wings are a original six team. So they've been around for forever and we've only been around since the year 2000. It's just hard. Yeah. Like that's a hard one to do. So it would be like, I'm just picturing like the guys walking in. Cause you know how they dress according to theme. And I'm just seeing like our guys in like nineties Columbus chill jerseys. And then like the Red Wings in like old timey, like <laughs> original Red Wings jerseys, like, or like outfits. And it just doesn't mix because there's just such a drastic, um situation and I don't know I just want to make sure that they like keep us blue and they keep the red wings red like I feel safe about that like I will be very upset if our jerseys end up being like predominantly red no I don't think that'll happen because like, I just, yeah, I just don't. I think they could do some really cool things. Um, it could be, like, aviation-themed because Ohio is the home of aviation. Oh, yeah. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah. They could dress like old-timey pilots. Um, but I think there's a lot that they could do with it. I did, like, Stephen had texted you and I, the other day and he said something about a pizza theme but then i was like well we can't do that because the sponsor of the blue jackets is a detroit style pizza yeah that would company. suck yeah Swing like so yeah. we can't really do that but yeah i think there's a lot of potential there but again yeah. i just want it to be i just want them to keep us blue and make the red wings red and leave it at that <laughs> No, I, I agree. I don't know what I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping that, like you said, stick with stick with what you know. Like, Blue Jackets Blue, Red Wings Red. That feels... Well, Red Wings probably, like, red and white. Like, obviously, yeah. like, being the away team. But, um, no, I mean, like, yeah. I, I think that you just keep it classic there. Um, I, think, I think that you pay homage to some of the, like, I think you do the Civil War stuff, and I think you do maybe go more retro with the Red Wing stuff too. Like I think you go, I like I really love their like uh, old time like scripty kind of like font that they have. Mm -hmm. Like the like and there's like the cream. It's almost like the like red and cream look that they have um, in history. Like I like that a lot. Maybe do that with with the. Um, with the blue jackets doing more of that, like what is currently like what you consider the third Jersey kind of look, I'd be down for that. Yeah. So 
we'll see. We'll see what happens. So let us know what you want to see. Maybe we'll talk about some of our favorites. So yeah, tw uh, tweet us. Let us know what you think uh, you would like to see for like what what kind of theme, what kind of uh, you know twist you want to see on this stadium series game between the Red Wings and the Blue Jackets on March first, twenty twenty five. Uh, what do you want to see incorporated in the jerseys, all of that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about it maybe on a future episode or two in the near future. But Laura, I mean, honestly, like I'm a bad, bad hockey podcaster this week because I am not staying as up to date as I think most hockey podcasters would be. That's all that's on my hockey heart this week. Uh, is there anything else that I am missing out on that you have? Uh, in store for me that I am just an awful, awful co-host and forgetting about. Well, we have to say congratulations to Johnny and of Meredith on the birth of Johnny Jr. Oh, JJ. Um, he was born on Thursday night. Uh, and Boone and the leadership team actually are the reasons why Johnny was able to make it back in time uh, to witness the birth of his child. Um, they arranged for the Blue Jackets charter plane to leave three hours earlier than scheduled uh, so that Johnny could avoid flying commercial and potentially running into like delays and stuff uh, in order to get back to Columbus um, for the birth. So big ups to Boone and the leadership team for being there uh, for Johnny and Meredith so that he could be there um, but yeah, little Johnny Jr. was born and they now are a family of four. Um, he joins a big sister, Noah. And yeah, and he, you know, and I know this is part of the routine because I've like seen hockey wives talk about like what it's like to have a baby like during the season where like the their husbands have to like, they can't help as much as they would normally do because they have to, you know, Johnny played last night. Like he was literally at the hospital Thursday night and played immediately following on Friday. Um, he, they did let him miss practice today. Um, so he was not at practice. Um, he was spending time with his newborn and I'm sure with his daughter, um, and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know if he was at the season ticket holder event today or not. I don't know if he came for that. I hope they gave him the day off. I hope they were like, you're yeah, good. Bro. I would hope so. Um, but yeah, congratulations to them. That's so exciting. And like really good uh, instincts on Boone's part for his upcoming fatherhood to be like, I'm pretty sure your wife will kill you if you're not there. So <laughs> Let's keep that in mind. He's like, when... no, no. Based on every conversation that I've had so far, I hear this is important. Yes. So, Boone, you keep that in mind for when it's getting close for Maggie to give birth. But so, yeah, exciting for Johnny. Um, and glad everything seems to have gone well. And Meredith and Johnny Jr. are doing um, well. So, congratulations. But, yeah, there's not much... You know, although there was an Adam Fantilli sighting today at the season ticket holder event, he did participate in doing a signing. So we have seen him. I don't know if he's still using crutches or a scooter, but we have seen him. I would never walk again. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I again. would absolutely never walk again. 
to have that kind of injury, but big ups oh to him for continuing. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there's anything. I mean, we've got kind of a, they play a lot actually this upcoming week. Yeah. I was going to say, we've got a handful of games in between now and when we would be able to come to y'all next time. So Obviously, um, you know, they've got the Rangers on a Sunday, which is, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, that might have happened already. That might not have happened. And if you're a person from the future, hopefully that went well. Um, but then they've got a game on Wednesday against the Rangers again. Uh, and then they play against the Hurricanes on Thursday. So uh, we'll likely hold off on recording another episode probably again until that Thursday, the 29th. Um, unless we're feeling bold and we want to drop an episode on a game day and we'll then we'll record an episode on the 28th and drop it on the 29th. But nevertheless, uh, you've got about two or three games to hold you over until you get to talk to us next time. So you should be fine. But in case you're not fine, in case like that hockey is not enough for you and you want to hear more from us in the meantime, well, good news is, is that we're usually talking about something somewhere and Laura's got all those somewheres in her little pocket and she's going to pull it out for you. Yes, you can follow us on our individual Twitter accounts at ITRJeremy and ITRLaura. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at SubjectivelySpeaking. We do have a lovely website, SubjectivelySpeaking.com, that you can check out. Um, If you want to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, uh, you can visit our merch store, which is subjectivelymerch.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe to on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, Uh, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And we have gotten a few more ratings as of late, so that's been really nice. I think we're up to like 68, which is exciting. Um, but other than that, uh, oh, I should mention, we don't know how the algorithms work, but we just know that your likes and comments and subscriptions all help get us noticed in the hockey podcast charts, um, and help to bring more people to this lovely little community of ours. So other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, please make sure that you take care of yourselves. Honestly, better than your two favorite podcasters do because uh, I need a nap. Uh, Even still, uh, I'm so tired. I know that we don't record all of our episodes in the video space. And that's because, frankly, like the bags under my eyes right now. Prada, like designer for sure. Um, But please make sure that you take care of yourselves, take care of one another. And remember that hockey is for everyone. And we really do truly mean everyone. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye.